So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure your photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business your relationships and your mindset if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com Podcast listeners, welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Hartley. Thank you so much for joining today's episode. My people, how are you? I'm so excited that you are tuning in today, that you are listening. The purpose of this podcast, I love saying those words together. It's like this great alliteration. When I nail it, it sounds awesome. The purpose of this podcast is to help you grow your business. Like Heartstop, that is it. I want to help you grow, right? And so we do this a number of ways. We just got through a seven-part series doing solo episodes for me, a crash course on building a six-figure business. And then other times, we interview other amazing industry experts. And today, that is what we are going to do. I met David actually at WPPI formally. We, we had a relationship online, on the internets, but I met him formally at WPPI this year. He and I were both speaking and it was an amazing time just to connect with this guy. I've seen him poke around a little bit online. I've seen what he's been up to, uh, but to actually connect with him, I was like, this guy's got something really special, you guys. So today, David Buck is joining us. David Buck, uh, he is a wedding photographer photographer uh, out in Toronto, Canada. Uh, he is uh, more than that. He uh, So he runs David and Sherry Photography with his wife, Sherry. Uh, but more than that, he's also an efficiency expert, right? So you may have heard of the Efficiency Squirrel, efficiencysquirrel.com. And this is David. David is an efficiency master. What we're going to be talking about today is this. So many photographers are spending a massive portion of their lives trying to achieve, and this is the keyword, perceived success in their business, all the while sacrificing the things that are actually most important to them. You guys, it is possible to have a perfect work-life balance that fits for you. It is possible to travel and photograph weddings and do both in the summer if you want, it is possible to take on doubles or triple headers and still deliver those weddings back to your clients quickly. It is possible to, to deliver your weddings within a week, all summer long. It's possible to be profitable and to still have a life. And you don't have to do all of this while spending 30 hours a week um, milling away at your computer for every single wedding. So here's the deal. David, uh, he believes photographers, um, he believes that photographers don't place value in the time that they have now, 
right? Like here now, this week, this present, this year, and they don't set um, set up systems uh, for success to free themselves up from their office. And so we're going to be talking about this today. We're going to be talking about how we can become better photographers and, and by freeing ourselves up and creating systems and, and processes, better spouses, better parents, better people, better world travelers. And I like what David tagged on at the end. Maybe even, maybe, just better golfers, maybe. Uh, I may need to be the last one because I'm a terrible golfer. Now, David, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Ben. So good to be here, man. Yes. David, how is WPPI for you? Uh, always crazy. Uh, I mean, we've been going for, for the past decade and it is always this week of crazy. You, you show up, you have to get in your persona of, okay, I'm not going to actually sleep. I'm probably not going to eat very well. I've got to say hi and hello and put on my super duper happy face to everybody that I see everywhere and be ready to be stopped in the hallway at a moment's notice. Of course, <laughs> this is very true. And you know what though? Some of the best conversations happen getting stopped in the halls at WPPI. Now you are no, uh, green thumb to this whole thing. You and Sherry have been photographing beautiful weddings for like 10 years, uh, and involved in this industry. And, and this is, I think what's really exciting because there's a lot of educators who kind of, uh, you know, come out of nowhere. And, and I, I guess one of the things that I want to say is like the stuff that you're teaching on, you've been actively doing, you've been actively building your business and focused on that and are now really bringing the stuff that you've tested, you've learned, you've put into practice and helping photographers. Can you share a little bit about that experience? Um, because you know, some people like, I, I just want to remind you, get used to hearing the name David Buck, everyone like just get used to it. Uh, cause he's not going anywhere. So tell us a little bit about that experience over the last 10 years of growing your business. Well, it's, it's actually funny that you should say that about, uh, you know, coming into this because what we, if I'm going to step back a second, the problem that we faced five years into our business was that we just were so busy. We had a child. Okay. We have this like little baby, which we have to care for. And it threw a big wrench into our system. And it turned out that our systems that we had set up, or I guess, you know, we could call it our workflow or our processes were terrible. <laughs> uh, they just took way too much time. And then when Sherry had to deal with the, with the child, I say deal with, of course we love him dearly, but business, <laughs> business wise, it was a bit challenging. And we found ourselves in the summertime. Of course, we had a, had both of our kids in the middle of the summertime. Perfect timing. And, you know, I just found myself near the end of the summer, totally dead, totally burnt out, not wanting to shoot any more weddings, not even wanting to do this job with, that I, I love. I mean, I love photographing weddings. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how you feel after all these years, but I, I, I get excited when I get to go shoot a wedding. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was getting to a point where I didn't, I didn't want to do it anymore. I was looking for another job or, or something outside of this sphere because we were just so swamped. And so, uh, we, you know, we started taking steps to, to just, just offload a little bit. You know, we, we looked to some outsourcing solutions. We looked to making things a bit more efficient and we were chatting with some friends of ours, uh, photographer friends. And they said, uh, they said something that absolutely blew our minds. They said, you know, uh, we no longer we no longer gauge success by you know how many weddings we're shooting and how much we're making for a wedding. Now we gauge success based on the number of days that we can sit by our pool reading a book in Mexico while still having our bills paid. And and to us that was like wait 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 <laughs> just wait a second. You're telling me that that you actually base your success on on the end life goal is is how I saw it. Right. I mean, sitting by a pool reading a book isn't my cup of tea, Ben. Um, I'm the guy that wants to be on the golf course playing golf. <laughs> uh, but the fact that you could gauge success on on something other than just money or other than 
the number of weddings that we're shooting or how, you know, our, our status of how much we charge in the industry um, was mind blowing to us. And so we took, we took step after step and we actually, you know, as with everything that we personally do in life, we dove in headfirst into, you know, making things more efficient. And by doing so, we, we gave ourselves completely different lives. Um, you know, we went from, from spending, you know, 30 to 40 hours at our computer per client down to, uh, within about a year and a half, we were doing down to about uh, four to six hours per client in the office, which, okay, we'll just start multiplying that by 20 or 30 or 40 clients. And the, uh, the difference is life-changing. And so, you know, what we did from there is the next few years, we just enjoyed it. And that's what we, that's what we had done for, for, I'm going to say three or four, three, three or so years after that, we traveled the world. We went to uh, all but all but the Australian continent. Um, you know, spent time with our kids. Basically, just enjoyed life. And uh, the last year in that, we we actually only spent five months at home. <laughs> the, the other seven were abroad. Yet we went from shooting 26 weddings to shooting you know 45, 46 weddings. We started an associate studio. And even running all those, which we've now made completely not outsourced, so everything's done in house. Even with all of that, we, you know, we're able to to uh, enjoy our summers. We're able to golf when we want. We're able to travel when we want. Of course, the, there are wedding days that get get in the in the way of that actually having to be home. But um, have have transitioned our lives to complete to be completely mobile, but still offering a local service, still offering a service we're proud of, and creating images we're proud of. So you know, for us, it's been completely life changing. So of all the things that you could kind of like, you know, of all the hills to die on, you know what I mean? Like, like, uh, more or less, you know, you've, you've, you've experienced a lot of great success. You just list off a number of those things. Like why, why is this the thing that you're so passionate about teaching photographers? I mean, even like the, your, your education is, is all, is efficiency squirrel. Like it's literally just about this. What is it about um, efficiency that you um, like? Like, why do you want this to be uh, the thing that you teach and that you're known for um, educating the photographers? What is it about this? Well, first, it's not very well taught on right now. Um, nobody's talking about this stuff. You know, there, there'll be little pieces through there, there'll be some, you know, uh, teachings on, on organization and, and some workflow teachings, but nobody's looking at it from a big picture perspective and, and saying, you can actually produce the same results that you're producing now, but spend so much less time doing it. And so because it was such a big life change for us, I want to share that with others. And the reason we, we jumped into it was, you know, we, we had spent, jumped into the educating, we were planning originally just to enjoy our lives as we had made them and continue on that way. Um, and then we helped a couple of people. We, you know, we, we, we asked a few people, I, what I see really, you know, at the end of the season, you're looking on Facebook and you're seeing all these comments of people saying, Oh, well, well, you know, I'm still stuck in my office and it's December or, you know, been, been up editing for two days and can't deliver this on time. And so I reached out to a few of those people and, and was able to help them and was able to, to bring them through it not just as a solution then, but as a solution for every year now going on in their business, that it's, it's, it's changing their life for the better. And so we, we, my wife and I sat down and said, basically, we want to help people. We want to get, we want to share what we have in lifestyle and in, in, in love of our lives, our love of each other, love of our family, love of the things that we want to do and share that success with others to show that, you know, as far as I'm concerned, 
wedding photography is the best job in the world. I love it. <laughs> um, but but th- there are still so many people that I see that aren't getting that kind of love that they could, at least from my perspective, at least the way that we see it. Yeah, it's one of those things that it's like freeing up um, – freeing up the space, the mental capacity, the burnout, like it, it allows you to fall more in love with your craft. Like you don't just do efficiency for efficiency's sake. It, it sounds like you're, you do it also to, uh, to bring joy back to what you do. And I, and I feel that, you know, you're talking about loving wedding photography and I know so many wedding photographers who do not love wedding <laughs> photography. It's like they worked their butts off to, to get to this point where they could quit their day job to do it. And now they're like, I don't know if I love this anymore. Is that what you're talking about? Well, yeah. I mean, I was even talking to somebody yesterday and they were saying that, you know, a couple of years ago they went out they, they took on 20 weddings and the back end was so challenging, so hard, took so much time that they said, okay, well, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm now going to take on only 10 weddings and then I'm going to second shoot as much as I can. So I don't have to worry about the back end because I love the shooting part, but I don't want to do all the back end part. And so she's making, you know, three or $400 a weekend where she should be making through, you know, five to $10,000 a weekend just because she couldn't handle the back end. Yeah. Well, you know, free that up. It's, it's one thing to shoot for somebody else, but if you have your own, you know, your own thing, your own creativity, your own uh, images that you're producing, and to be confident that if somebody calls <laughs> last week and says, I got a wedding for the Friday and you end up taking on a triple that weekend, you can still handle it. You can still deliver those three in a week. And that and that uh, that freedom allows you to go back and enjoy wedding photography again. It allows you to enjoy practicing. How many of us still practice photography? Uh, you know, learning new things and taking how many, <laughs> how many of us have courses that we've purchased that we've never actually even watched or implemented or tried, you know, get back to becoming amazing photographers because our system, our, our, our business is set up so well that we can trust it with no matter how many weddings we have. Yeah. Now, as we're talking about this, there are a few like immediate things that, that come to mind. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm curious, I don't even want to plant the seed of what I'm thinking about because I want to know maybe there's something else. Maybe there's some other areas in my business that, that deserve to be reevaluated. You know, maybe I've kind of been thinking that I've got this thing kind of figured out in regards to efficiency. And yet this is what I love about the podcast, David, by the way, like I find this all the time that I don't know what I don't know. Or like, I think I know. Turns out I didn't actually know. <laughs> it's so, almost like people have different expertises. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So where are some of the big areas in in your business that you really focus on in regards to uh, uh, efficiency? Are there a couple big ones? Yes, of course. Um, so first I'm going to say editing time. Now there, there, there's a there's a well-informed and well-educated push in the industry towards outsourcing. Uh, the downside of it, I'm, I'm talking about specifically calling, editing, finishing of images. And, um, and that's awesome. We, we did that for a number of years. Um, we don't anymore. We did for a number of years. And, you know, it's, it's, it's fantastic to be able to offload something like that. But what we've found in talking to a lot of people, some, some people are, are greatly successful with that and, and love it and have that in place. Awesome. Let's move on to the next thing. But there are so many, because we're creative people, we don't want to give up that control. And when this work comes back from the editor, there's people are saying, ah, it's just not what I wanted. And then I spend just as much time adjusting it as I would have, if I'd have just done it myself. I don't know if you've yeah. ever heard that before, but Oh yeah. Oh, I've been in that situation. Yeah. So, I mean, we hear that all the time. And so, um, 
that well there is another solution. You can actually learn to finish a wedding in under three hours. And I'm talking about calling, finishing images for albums. Like I'm not talking about cutting corners as far as quality. I'm talking about that we developed a method over the last year and a half to be able to finish our own weddings to the quality that we expect in under three hours per wedding. And David, I love you. And I'd even told you on the pre-show, I'm like, look, I'm not going to give you any like gotcha questions, but I, <laughs> but I, but, but I hear this number and I like my mind, I can't even begin to comprehend what that could possibly look like. <laughs> Where in three yeah. hours you have called and edited a wedding. Like I, part of me just wants to be like shenanigans, bull. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly why we published a little while ago, an actual screenshot delayed, you know, like recorded my screen, went through the entire process from scratch uh, of, of what we're doing. Of course we sped it up. So it's two minutes long, but to show you that what I'm saying is actually true. We actually do our work in that amount of time. And of, of course it varies a little bit, but I'm talking like two and a half to four hours, not uh, three to 15 hours. So yeah, the, I mean, I mean typically like my calling time right there. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's my calling is usually a little bit faster. Well, you need to call that. faster than Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I do. We shoot a lot. Like, so I typically, and I don't know where, where you're at with this, but I typically shoot uh, for my average wedding between me and my second shooter, probably around 10,000 or so images. Okay. So maybe yeah, that's so, the, so the example that I was giving was we started with, I uh, can't remember the exact, I think 5,000 images. So sure, that, that calling time is going to be a little bit longer. Um, but there's also ways that you can look at calling um, slightly differently in order to get the result you actually want. You know, every time we think through a process, we're thinking through what happens last, right? Or, you know, what do we want in the end? What am I delivering to my client? Or what am I, you know, what am I actually trying to do in my calling? And, you know, we get stuck in photography as one image, then the next image, then the next image, then the next image. You get me? Um, yeah. Well, we got we to gotta think past that and think to the end goal rather than just the process. Because if I, if I sit down at my computer and I go one and then one, mm, yes or no, mm, yes or no, you know, it, it's going to take a while. But if we, if we try to achieve what we're actually trying to accomplish out of that task, in this case, calling, uh, we can do it. We can, we can start to think differently is what I'm saying and start to think past, should I keep this image to, okay, what do I actually have to include? And if I'm looking at, okay, as a whole picture of a wedding, what do I have to include? Now my thinking about the whole process looks differently. And it's not just, okay, zoom in, start, sort, 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 but rather look at an, a wedding as a whole. Okay, what what in here am I, what story am I telling? What am I going to use in my album? What am I going to present to them on their wall art? Um, you know, what am I trying to give my client? What story am I telling? And even in thinking differently about how we call, you can cut some time off. Of course, with a with a man of your uh, uh, expertise in weddings, I'm I'm sure you uh, you do move through the images quickly. But uh, really, what I'm challenging people to do is think differently about what they're what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah, may, may, can we stay on this for a second? How many images are you are you typically aiming to deliver? And I I'm mean, sorry to, to yeah, be no so analytical with this, David, but I, the, you know, it's a practical thing that I'm just imagining everyone who's listening who's like, really, what is, like, I'm, I'm just trying to almost c clear up some of the objections that some people may have sure. as, as they're tuning into this. So sure, we I mean, aim I, for a, we aim to deliver a hundred images per hour photographed. So a seven hour wedding, we're doing seven hundred images. Okay. 
you started and I was like, oh, he's only delivering 100 pictures. That's why. And then you just said 100 <laughs> pictures an hour. And now we I'm back. Two so images. That's it. All we got to do is two images. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's where I had you. I thought I was going to be like the gotcha right there. But that's very re- – that is that is totally fair. That's – yeah, because we're in that, you know, typically eight-hour day, 700 or so pictures or something. Yeah, and what we tell our clients is the same as as a lot of people do. We don't limit the amount of images we're, we're giving. Um, and we we rough them to 100 per image or 100 per hour shot. David, that screen, uh, that video that you have of you, the screen recording of you, of you doing the thing, is that something that we can link out in the show notes to go have people check out on Efficient Squirrel or something like that? Absolutely. I'll send you a link yes. for that when we're done. You guys, there will be a link to this video. You'll see the evidence. You'll see the proof. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I need to watch this video too. Uh, we, still, we had, we had like some people mind. call us and they had slowed it down like screenshots. So are you doing this? Are you doing this? It's like, dude, get on the phone with me. Let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Can I ask one more question? Then I'll get off this for a second and okay. I'll let people go check out the video. Are you are you still editing in Lightroom? Yeah, I'm still editing in Lightroom. Okay. Yeah. Just so like maybe there's a, a an alien program, alien technology that has not been developed yet that David the has added. Special access to. AI version of wedding photos that makes everyone perfect with one click. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I like this idea. Wild, man. Wild. Okay. So, you know, for myself, um, I, I have been a big fan of outsourcing the editing process and I've been very happy. You know, I've gone through the, the ranks with editors and I finally found an editor that I trust that has taken the time to really know my style and, uh, and give me consistent results. Uh, freedom edits has been a, an amazing resource. And by the way, I've, I've really, I mean, I've really gotten around town more or less with that, with I, I that you, there. <laughs> you know, like I've been around, uh, and, and so freedom really, um, uh, really kind of, uh, it just blew me away to be quite honest, um, freedom edits. And so is this something is like, is that okay? Can I still, can I still have my freedom edits and, and all their great work? Heck yes. If you're happy with them, if you're happy with whoever you're using, keep using them. Uh, it's, you know, this particular portion of what we're teaching really applies to the people who, uh, either aren't happy with the price of what they're spending per wedding coming back, or if they're not happy with the unexpected work that comes back, you know, you get the wedding back and it's like, well, I didn't really expect to spend half my day on this. Now my day is shot. Right. Yeah. Um, and those who are, are, are really wanting a certain look that they're not getting from their editor and they're not, then they're, you know, they want creative control. We as photographers want creative control. So I'm talking, what I'm saying, I know it goes against industry norms, but what I'm saying is that there's another way, like there. You don't have to stick to just, I'm going to put in quotation marks, even though I can't see my hands, what's available. You can come up with your own way. And that's what we did with this. And so now we're sharing it with others. All right, podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick pause here in order to give a thank you to the supporters of the SFP podcast, because if you're listening, it likely means that you have a small business or you know someone who does. And if this is you, you are wearing far too many hats. And some of these hats are amazing, right? Like being a photographer, but some like filing taxes, running payroll, not so great. This is where Gusto comes in. This is the solution, you guys. Gusto, G-U-S-T-O, Gusto. 
Presto makes payroll, taxes, HR actually easy for small businesses. I used to be on like an old school payroll processor from like 1982, and it was terrible. Gusto now has fast, simple payroll processing. Uh, This is the really cool thing. They automatically pay and file your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Um, They make like like W-2s, sending out 1099s, uh, incredibly easy to run. You guys, those old school clunky payroll providers, the one that I was on that I just left, uh, they just weren't built for the way that the small modern business uh, is meant to work, but Gusto is. You guys, no joke. I got really excited because I switched to Gusto before they contacted me uh, to come on as an advertiser. I'm like, this just makes sense. I actually use this thing. Um, The really cool thing too is everything is online, like the ability to sign, store, and organize all the employee documents. It's all online. It's all in one place. You guys, let Gusto wear one of your many hats. Uh, It gets better because for you podcast listeners, you get the first three months free when you run your first payroll. Try this demo out for yourself at gusto.com forward slash photo. That's gusto.com, G-U-S-T-O forward slash photo. Look, we're going to stay on theme here and keep talking about giving you guys solutions for all the things that are terrible to do. Um, So you guys remember when you started your small business, right? Like it was no small fee. Uh, You're spending uh, late nights, early mornings, the occasional all-nighter. Bottom line, uh, ever since then, you've been insanely busy, right? And so one of the biggest challenges uh, is invoicing and it's accounting, Right. Let's make things a little bit easier in 2019. Our friends at FreshBooks have a solution. FreshBooks, this is invoicing and accounting software designed specifically for you as small business owners. It's simple, it's intuitive, and it keeps you way more organized than the dusty shoebox filled with crumpled receipts. You can create and send professional-looking invoices in 30 seconds. And then the best part is uh, get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. Uh, I love that part. File expenses even quicker. Uh, Keep them perfectly organized for tax time. And the best part is this. As your business continues to grow, which it will in 2019, let's be honest, you're going to always have the tools that you need when you need them without ever having to like figure out or learn all this accounting shenanigans, right? So you guys... 24 million people are using FreshBooks. Try it out for 30 days free. There's no credit card required. There's no catch. Uh, Go to freshbooks.com forward slash photography, freshbooks.com forward slash photography, and then enter six-figure photography in the section where it asks, how did you hear about FreshBooks, right? Make sure you get that part down. When it asks, how did you hear about FreshBooks, enter six-figure photography, you're going to get your first 30 days free. I'm excited for you guys to check out FreshBooks. All right, let's get back to the show. Now, I know this is just a a component, like a small component to the full equation because, you know, for our studio, man, David, we have so many leads coming in the door and and like these are total like – major first world problems. Like we have too many leads. <laughs> I'm like, so sorry I'm, to hear that, You know what? I'm going like to fly out and I'm going to actually leads. comfort you because you have too many leads going on. <laughs> and, and, but we are also shooting a fair amount, you know, we're, we're in like the night, we're shooting around 90 weddings a year or so. So I would love to hear more even about what, some other things that you're really tuned into, um, for efficiency, uh, for saving time and automating this stuff. So, so it sounds like one of the big ones that you're looking at 
is in the editing realm. And I can't wait for people to go check out that video and and connect with you on Efficiency Squirrel. What are some of the other things it, that- Just to uh, correct you, it is Efficient Squirrel rather than- efficient. Thank you for the correction. No this is like when people interview me and they're like, six-figure photographer podcast. I'm like, it's not photographer. Photography. <laughs> God. Get your okay. letters right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you do your research before this episode? Um, uh, so, so efficient squirrel. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you correcting me. So where else are you looking? Okay. So with, with anything to do with efficiency and systems, you're always, as I said already, we're, you're, you're looking at the end goal, right? And there are points in our business that are absolutely essential that we personally do. For instance, um, I personally make sure that I reply to our leads, Right. That's that's something that is that gives a face, whether I'm giving, you know, whether I'm sending them a video, uh, <clears throat> a video hello or, uh, or giving them a call or writing an email, whatever it is that I'm doing. I want to be personal to the venue that they're, that they're going to have their wedding at that, you know, any other information they put in the in the initial contact form, I want to make personal sales. You want to make very personal. We don't do them in studio, but we do them in person by, by video and whatnot. Um, you know, th- there's things that we can do in our business that what we put into it are super important, you know, and mm-hmm. what we want to do is focus on the things that we add and then be able to offload, automate, simplify, uh, cut the things that aren't important for us to be doing. You know, when we, when we say, when we, when we hear in these educational things that we want to add value to our service, or, or we want to be able to add this or send a gift or, you know, do this, every one of those we think, okay, now I have to add that to what I do. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. Yeah. Okay, this is so, the balancing act of our studio. Right. You stop doing that. <laughs> 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 because as soon as we add and we add and we add, there's only so much of us to go around. And the as soon as we add, now I'm saying, well, I'm stealing time from my wife, I'm stealing time from my kids, I'm stealing time from whatever it else that I'm taking time from. Because uh, rather what you ought to be doing is is putting yourself in where things are absolutely most important that you do it and finding a way to automate, outsource, batch, um, eliminate the things that you don't, you personally don't need to be doing. I'm, I mean, I'm going to put it this way. How many, of the, how, many, how many of the women have bought Christian Louboutin shoes, but how many of them have actually you know, seen him making the shoe? Does that make sense? Yeah, So Totally. But but you're still getting the same brand experience. You're same, still getting the same feel. I'm still going into the store and getting great customer care from the person that's helping me try on my shoes. By the way, I did not buy any uh, Christian Louboutin pumps for WPPI. I kept to much more comfortable <laughs> loafers. But uh, <laughs> so as we start to refine our business and our brand, we're setting up business practices. We're sending, setting up automations. We're gathering information. We're having our client work for us or, or give us things rather than us having to reach out to them. And we're doing that all through making a, through making a system and an end goal plan of what I want my client experience to be and how to do that in as little me time as possible, how to put as little of my time in as possible. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be the guy that's the, the, the highly paid, revered professional photographer who's creating good work. You know, why is, why is that person doing all the grunt work? Isn't that person supposed to be creating the amazing images, getting better as a photographer, adding personal touches into their client experience? You know, if you're going to hire Mario Testino, you don't expect him to be personally answering each of your emails. Does that make sense? Totally does. So but you want to not you yeah you want to set up a system. Yeah. 
the, the client experience portion of it for a second, because I think this is where a lot of photographers do get really tied up, uh, myself included. So if it's not you, you know, sending out gifts or, or, or concerned with what that looks like, who is it? Well, why can't you automate a drop shipped gift? Sure. So what are some of the options that you're doing? So ours, ours are a little are different. We've tried just about everything. <laughs> um, and what what we've found in our own business, in our own market, and this is why I realized there's, there's every different market available, which is why we customize our teaching based on where you are and what you're offering. But um, <clears throat> in our market, the thing that was most appreciated, shall we say, was um, was having incredible scheduling, asking questions they weren't thinking of and getting some personality from them into our work. And I, I, I say those specifically, but, um, all of that can be automated. All of that, if I want to offer the same service to my client, to every one of my clients throughout the whole year, even when I'm busy, even when I'm out doing engagement shoots, even when I'm, you know, designing albums, I have to have a system that's repeatable. And the best way to be repeatable is to make it happen automatically. Whereas I don't have to come to my office, look at my to-do list and say, message this person about their wedding schedule. Why can't that go out automatically? And ask all the questions that I want to ask and, and dig into them. Then when the answers come back, if I look through it and say, Oh, this is standing out or this is standing out, then I can either clarify or, or, uh, you know, give them a call and ask more questions and put my personal into that. But because in, in the tools that we have available now, because we can customize things, customize automations to be personal, I'm not talking about just like, okay, somebody emails, you send an autoresponder. I'm talking about setting it up so that at a certain point, uh, let's say, you know, two months before the wedding, I'm sending them out a message that is uh, asking for all the details of their wedding, giving them thoughts to think about, having them answer in long form, not just yes or no, and getting a feel of what their day is going to be like. Does that make sense? Totally does. So it still feels what? personal to the to the client. It's just It's just that I don't have to do it. I hear that. That's awesome. So what are some of the tools that you're using to deliver on that? So our, our CRM or, or client relation management software that we use is Tave. Um, there are, there are many available. Um, they've been awesome to us, uh, to be able to set up these automations and whatnot. We, we also use a number of the, the videoing, um, Software is available, such as as Zoom for uh, for meeting with people, not in person, but in person. So by video chat uh, and meeting with them on their schedule and their timing. But otherwise, I mean, we we keep our our um, our system pretty simple. Like we try to we try to stick to the nuts and bolts. And, and you know, for instance, we do most of our stuff through Tave to set it up in the way that we want. Love it. This is one of the things actually that I was going to bring up because I think that in the process of, of trying to or systematize and organize things, I see a lot of photographers getting almost too complicated. It becomes too complex of, we had of to slice process. so much stuff out of our really? business. <laughs> Say that again. We had to slice so much stuff out because we were in that exact spot. We were just too complicated. Yeah. Do you have any, do you have any examples of, of, of what that would look like, uh, of being, being too complicated. If, if not, I'd love to share them, but I, I want to hear from you of just like areas where maybe you've seen other photographers 
kind of over overcomplicate the process and the system, whether it's from yourself or maybe from another photographer that you've mentored. Well, I'll give you my I'll give you my my example that I I used a few years ago. <laughs> this one's it's still I guess it's still around. It's not that around. Let's just take something like um, USB delivery drives. Um, that was a huge headache for us. And it's like, well, it's simple. It's just, it's just a USB stick. Well, no, no, it's not. Cause number one, I have to order them. And then when they can't customize them just the way that I want, then I got to find a different supplier. Once I do, I'm like, well, it doesn't look nice just as this. I need to get a box for it. So then the box comes in and I get a fancy box and I get that engraved and I've sent that out. Okay. So let's say that now I'm ready to deliver my images. I can't just deliver them to them. I have to put them on the USB drive. I check it twice and make sure the images are on there. I get them in the thing. I send it off to the <clears throat> the bride. And what's the first thing she says? Oh, cool. Can I get one for my mom? <laughs> okay, sweet. Okay, so now I'm making another one. And then a year later, and this happened um, more often than I would like to say, uh, you know, people would come back and say, oh, I erased my USB drive or I lost it or um, the, are all the images on here? Because I seem to be having some problems with, X, Y, or Z, then what's your solution? Now you have to get another drive. You got to get it loaded back up. You got to go to the post office. You got to send it back up. This simple little thing called the USB drive just became such a headache that it was every time some problem would come into it, I would just kind of pull my hair out. My hair is really, really short, so I, I couldn't actually pull it out, but uh, I got some good Scottish eyebrows, so I could probably pull a few of those out. <laughs> um, so, you know, if you look at a online delivery delivery solution then what that does for you is it eliminates your trips to the post office it eliminates having to order and stock your stuff it eliminates um any problems because now i can just upload different images if there was a problem or re-edits or share with clients or share with mother or father or whoever else and so it it centralized everything back to my computer and not having to leave well, you do that enough times through your business with the different things that you're doing, and it's going to cut a lot of time out. And what we found was that the the people who were because we did both for a little while, we because we always test what we're doing before we actually put it into practice, and so we were giving both. And people were like, oh, well, I, I so much more love the the gallery because I can see it on my phone, I can show my friends, I can X Y Z. And so what we thought was actually going to be a negative turned out to be a positive. Plus, it was way better for us. Love it, man. How long are you typically spending with a, with a client? Uh, like, and I don't know if you've been able to kind of put this into numbers, but like, what, you know, what is your typical dedication time to, to one of your clients as a bride of yours or a groom of yours? So we, of course, don't limit it. <laughs> we, we, uh, we will do absolutely what is necessary for that client to create for them a great, uh, great experience, great product. However, in the past year, as we've been counting, because yes, we do try to now that now that we're teaching everything, we got to quantify everything that we're actually doing. Uh, we were spending four to six hours at our desk, and that uh, per client. So that's not talking about engagement shoot. That's not talking about the wedding, um, but that is talking about um, you know all the inquiry, all the emails that go out, the conditioning of of expectations for clients. Um, you know the the album pre sales, we'll call. Um, plus you're calling, you're editing, you're post-processing, your album design, your blog posting, you know, getting great images ready to SEO for, for, uh, for the website. Uh, we're able to squeeze that all down into four to six hours per client on a, on a typical client, I'm going to say. Yeah. 
That's awesome, man. There, there's always the untypical clients. Are there, little, are there any little gems that you've discovered over the years of, of like things that maybe um there may be the like not the, the big go-tos, you know, for example, uh um they're not the big ones like editing or or you know your CRM. Are, are there any other little nuggets that you've stumbled upon that you're like, this is an opportunity uh for uh for saving time? Well, let me ask you, Ben, how much time do you spend in your email? Well, I, so, so I'm a unique individual and that I don't check my email. <laughs> um, hold on, hold on, actually, but, but uh, give me one second here. Let me take a look, David. Let me see what my, what my current inbox looks like right now. And uh, so uh, we also do have an office manager. And so that was the way that I solved it was we brought in an office manager because it was just getting ludicrous, right? Uh, it was absolutely ludicrous. And with as many so, people as you've got inquiring in as many weddings you're doing a year, I understand that. That's that's a perfectly great solution. Um, but now you have to manage that person as well. So that's that's an added it's an added challenge, but right. it's got to be worth the, the savings that you have stress-wise and, and communication-wise. So well, let's just talk about email for a minute. Um, most people uh, don't have a studio manager such as yourself, Ben. <laughs> sure. the, um, there's, there's two things that you can do in your email that will save you time right away. The first is get rid of the junk. Go in and unsubscribe to all the stuff that you haven't unsubscribed to. If you're deleting a message and not reading it, don't delete it. Just unsubscribe for it, and then you'll never get it again. Uh, you know, we we started counting how many emails we were getting in, especially after WPPI, <laughs> and we just gave up after thousands because we have so many messages that come to us. And you think, oh well, that's just that's just a little. All I got to do is press delete, right? Yeah, except you have to press delete like thousands of times through the year which is going to add up. And every time you have an email that comes in, you have to process it. Oh, am I supposed to delete this or not? Am I supposed to delete this or not? Do I have to reply to this? And every time your mind shifts, every time you start doing another task, even if it's minute, it's taking brain power. You know, some days you get to the end of the day and you're like, oh man, I've got so much energy. Other days you're like, I want to die. The I want to die days are the ones where you just you've, you've you've taxed your brain to the point that you've had too many decisions to make, too many things to do, and you're just done. You might have sat at your desk and done absolutely nothing all day physically, but you're tired because your brain is done. You've only got so much brain power. So every time you have to switch your mind into something else, you have to use some brain power. So make your brain happier and unsubscribe from all those emails that are coming in that you don't actually want anyways. Okay, that's number one. Number two. How you reply to emails will determine how much time you spend in your inbox. So for instance, um, if I, I, I'm sure you've had some email chains, you know, you, I know in Gmail, there's that little uh, bracket that says, you've got 43 messages in this chain. And it's like, oh no. Um, yeah. Well, every time one of those messages comes in, same thing. Now it's something you actually have to reply to. You've got to read it, figure out what your reply is going to be, reply to it, send. Times that by 43 for one particular person times that by 50 clients. Uh, I don't even want to do the numbers on that one. Um, instead you need to be aiming to have four emails, two sent, two replied to finish a conversation. Email is not a place that you text message. It's not, it's not, Hey, what's up? How's it going, man? That's not the place for it. Email is a place where you actually come to conclusions and come to decisions. So if you mm. could learn to word your emails in such a way where you can get the conclusion to whatever you're trying to solve, on the next reply, that's ideal. 
So if somebody if somebody messages and says they want to book an engagement shoot, you can say, okay, uh, great. What time are you know when? What season would you like to do it in, or when would you like to do the engagement shoot? And then they'll reply with, oh well, you know, springtime works well for me. Maybe Wednesdays or Thursday. And when you're replying without being specific, you're just telling your client, yes, I would love to sit here and communicate with you by by nonsense emails for the next couple of days. Instead, reply with. Absolutely, we'd love to book your engagement session. We have next Wednesday at 3 p.m. available, which is the best time of lighting for the day. And uh, I would recommend shooting at either the the pier or the at the waterfront, or let's go over to Centennial Park where there's beautiful lighting. Uh, does that work for you? When you do that, when you reply by giving them all of the information that they're going to need for the next reply, then they learn to reply to you with specificity or being with being specific. And so they, they will maybe say, oh, well, no, Wednesday at three o'clock doesn't work. But can you do next Wednesday at three o'clock at Centennial Park? Yes, absolutely. So now that's two cent, two replied. And when with my final reply, I'm giving them all the information they need next, which is, that sounds great. So we're booked in next Wednesday or the two Wednesdays from now at Centennial Park, three o'clock. We're going to meet in this parking lot. Here's my cell number. And here's a link to some... some um, outfit ideas that that you can have for the day because you know they're well what should we wear is the next question right so you're you're answering all their questions that are coming next that way yes that one email does take you you know four minutes to write instead of two by the way then you can't you save the response and you use it as a canned response (laughs) so that the next person that asks you just one second reply but um you know you're spending more time on that one email but down the road you're not answering 38 other emails that are coming your way. You're almost anticipating some of the questions that haven't even been asked yet. You're just kind of heading it up uh, in the email. Yes. And you're becoming the expert by doing that as well, because now you're the person to listen to. You're the one setting the expectation. And guess what? Great clients come from well-communicated to clients. Yes. Best thing you said all episode (laughs) for me personally. I'm like, yes, this was it. Ding, ding, ding. So good. David, this has been really incredible, man. So uh, where can people find uh, find more information uh, about you, about Efficient Squirrel, about what you're up to um, with helping to change people's uh, businesses and lives? Absolutely. So number one, you can go to EfficientSquirrel.com where you can learn some stuff and you can book a call with us as, you know, with our, with our coaching stuff, we are we're, we're tailoring to tailoring to every individual client and to what they're doing. So um, just get, we just set it up as a call, give us a call and we'll, uh, we can talk to you about your business. Number two, uh, we've got a, a page on, on Facebook, of course, fish and squirrel and dude, just become my friend on Facebook. <laughs> I like people. I like <laughs> friends, right? <laughs> That's true. I love it. I love it. David, thank you so much for being here today, man. Really appreciate your insight, your thoughts, uh, and and really, again, just your focus in this topic. It's something that a lot of people know a, a little bit about, but to have someone who really has become a dedicated master on it is awesome. Dude, thanks for having me, man. Really appreciate it. You guys, 
Thank you so much for listening today. I hope, man, out of, out of the three different subjects that we really kind of bounced around, I hope there was one thing that you took that you held on to that you're going to be able to implement into your business uh, this season and really take this opportunity and connect with David, connect with Efficient Squirrel and see what else, see what else there can be done because this is one of those things that it really is an investment. You do one thing now that it won't just save you time this week or this year, but it, it's it's next year. It's the next season and the following season. This stuff really accumulates uh, on itself end over end. Podcast listeners, I want to thank you again. And, and I just want to give one last shout out. This last seven episodes of the podcast, we just finished the series on uh, the seven-day crash course on building your business. And, and I want to thank you again for tuning into that series. And I want to invite you guys, if you would like to get that full series in your inbox right there for you, uh, there's so many images. There's so much information there. It's really freaking good. Um, you can get that for free at sixfigurephotography.com forward slash start sixfigurephotography.com forward slash start. It's a seven day crash course on building a six figure business. And uh, I want to invite you guys to go check that out. If you're just joining the episode or the, the podcast for the first time on today's episode, can I encourage you go back seven or so episodes and start with that seven, uh, that seven series uh, and, and then DM me on Instagram. And, and, uh, and I love to hear what you think about it. You guys, thank you again for listening. And we will see you on the next episode of the SFB podcast. Bye everyone. <laughs>